This is First Date Stories, the podcast, the show where women in their late 30s, 40s, 50s, and beyond talk all about the first dates they've been on. From the wildly successful to the completely disastrous and everything in between. Here's your host, Jody Klein, founder of FirstDateStories.com. Welcome. This episode, Tabitha shares a story that encompasses more than just a first date. Her tale reminds us that it takes a while to get to know a person, to find out who he or she really is. That was the case with Richard. A well-intentioned friend set them up on a blind date. But Richard turned out to be a very different man than he seemed when she first met him. Let's hear Tabitha talk about her first date with Richard and where things went from there. Hello, Tabitha. Thank you for being with me today. Thank you for inviting me. Let's hear about you first before we hear about Richard. I'm 53. I worked for over 30 years inside office doing billing, bookkeeping. And so now I decided to take a break and do a little house cleaning. So that's my current profession. I have two daughters. Uh, One is 23 and one is 31. I have two grandkids, both born in the same year. One is 14 months old and one is three months old. And they all keep me busy. You have a lot of little ones around you, (laughs) don't you? Are you divorced? Yes. I've been divorced since 1998. Have you been dating for most of those years? I have. I've had a couple of long-term relationships, but for the most part, just short dating. This date we're going to talk about uh, with Richard. How did you and Richard meet? I met through a mutual friend. Ah, Um, I used to work at U-Haul back in the 80s, and I've kept in contact with one of the repair uh, managers. And I see him all the time because I always have maintenance issues with my car. So he asked me, was I dating? And I said, no, not right now. He said, I have the perfect guy for you. Wow, that was very considerate of him. Yes. And so he asked me if he can give him my number. And I thought, okay, you can give him my number. So for about a month, we played phone tag. We never spoke with each other. We left voicemail messages, but we never connected. And then one Saturday, we got in contact And we talked for about eight hours. What? Eight hours? Eight hours. On the phone. Oh, my goodness. Yes. You went through your day and all your activities during your day talking to him? I was off that day. You just stayed home. He was off that day. Uh And I happened to be off the same day. And so we just spent the whole day getting to know each other over the phone. Eight hours. That's incredible. Were you sitting on the couch for those eight hours? I laid down. I ate. (laughs) I went to the bathroom a few times. Not with him on the phone. No. I muted him out a few times. And we just enjoyed each other's company over the phone. So what was it about him that you immediately responded to? Well, just uh, the communication, listening, telling stories, laughing. We did all that over the phone. We got to know each other over the phone in one day. That's amazing. Yes. Did he ask you out at the end of this marathon conversation? (laughs) Yes, he did. I asked him if it would be okay if I cooked something for him. And I haven't cooked for anybody in almost 20-something years. So I wanted to do something different. 
So I baked some chicken wings. I made um, mac and cheese and I roasted some Brussels sprouts. How did you come up with that menu? I wanted to do something that was simple and kind of finger food and something tasty that is my favorite. Did you invite him to come to your place or were you guys meeting somewhere else? Well, I decided to pack a picnic and I was thinking of somewhere in between where we both lived and there's a lake in the middle of where we live. Perfect. So he came and picked me up. Perfect gentleman, opened the door and we headed to the lake, which was about maybe a mile and a half away from my house. So after the marathon conversation, you did some emailing and exchanged photos? We did some texting. And texting. And we exchanged photos. I got a chance to see what he looked like. Very handsome gentleman. He actually sent you a photo of how he looked at the time. Yes. And I actually sent an older photo. You didn't. <laughs> I did. Why did you do that? Because I didn't have anything current. Okay. And so I sent something that might have been about six months ago. Okay. So it wasn't too old. Okay. Still look, I still look the same. Okay, good. Okay. So he opens the door for you. You get mm-hmm. in the car mm-hmm. and you we drive off. The, yes, we head to the lake. We found parking. I had packed the picnic. So we located a spot. I didn't want to really sit in the grass because the grass looked a little (laughs) dirty. So we found a bench and it was right on the curb of where the lake, where people can walk around the lake. So I laid out our, our food and it was still a little steamy hot. You had just made it. I had just made it right before he got there. Oh, wow. So I had plates for us. I had cups. I had water bottles. So I laid out our picnic on the bench. And so we sat there and it had to be at least about 50 people that walked by and could not believe we were sitting there having that whole meal at the lake. And so it was so wonderful. We had a re- really good time. Were people commenting as they yes, went by? Yes, what were yes, they saying? Yes. They were like, can I have some? That looks really good. You guys are enjoying yourself. And this was our first meeting. And we just laughed and enjoyed the food. And it was so wonderful. What happened next? He dropped me back at home. And then from that day, we just text and called each other every day. And it was just like, okay, I've met the perfect guy. So in about a week, he invited me to go to a wedding with him. I haven't been to a wedding with a gentleman in I don't know how long. He wanted to buy the outfit that I was going to wear. And I thought that was a little strange. So he bought like five different outfits. And the outfit that he bought wasn't for my body frame. Did you tell him what size you were? Yes. I told him that I was a large or a 12. Anything bigger is fine, but nothing smaller than a large. And when he brought these outfits to me, they were mediums and smalls. A couple of the outfits, my daughter that's a size four couldn't fit. You're kidding. And so I don't know if he couldn't read the tags or if he wanted me to squeeze in something that it was not appropriate for my size. Did you really think it was his eyesight? I don't know. (laughs) Like I said, it just totally got weird when he decided he wanted to pick out the outfit for me. One was like a spandex outfit. White. White. (laughs) Oh my goodness. I couldn't believe it. So I told him, let me pick out my own outfit for the wedding. And so he's out shopping. He's at a boutique right around the corner from where I live. 
And he says, I see this perfect outfit for you. Do you mind stopping by here and trying it on? I stopped by and it was another outfit that wasn't appropriate for my age or my body type. What'd you say to him? I said, no, I can't wear that. I said, I'll just wear a black dress, something plain. So he's basically obsessed with this. Yes, with dressing me. With dressing you. When he saw you in that black dress, mm-hmm. how did he respond? He just said, it's beautiful. He was respectful? Yes, very respectful. How was the wedding? The wedding was really nice. It was also close to the lake where we had had our first date, ah. but in like a boathouse. And the hall that they were married in is where they had the reception. So it was really pretty. What else happened between the two of you after you went to the wedding together? After he would just turned into kind of like a control freak. He would want me to text him in the morning when I got up, text me when I got home, text me in between uh, cleaning jobs. I mean, he just really wanted to make sure he knew where I was at at all times. And that just totally weirded me out. Understandably. Mm-hmm. Did you do all of that? I did because, you know, I'm starting a new relationship with somebody. I'm not accustomed to letting someone know where I'm at all the time. I've been single for a long time. So I said, okay, well, I'll do a little something different. But it just, it, it got completely out of control. Then what happened between the two of you? Well, I didn't know that he was uh, religious. Every time that we spoke, he would always want to pray. And he's Baptist, and so they do a lot of praying. It was just like an obsession of praying hmm. that everything worked out with us. Oh, that's what he uh-huh. was praying about. Yes. He wanted the two of you to pray for your relationship, relationship uh-huh. the success of your relationship. Yes. And, s- and that was odd to me. Yeah. I, I'd never had that done. And so it got kind of weird after that. If he couldn't reach me during the day, then I would get a long scripture. Ooh. And it, the scripture would cover up the whole frame of my phone. Oh. It would be so long. Did you respond to those? How do you respond to that? And I I don't go to church. (laughs) Right. So it got kind of weird. Yeah. And so I I I told him, we just, we need to talk. And so I headed over to his house and he wanted to tell me about his past relationship or marriage. And then he started showing me pictures of all the text messages that he had taken pictures of from his ex wife. Huh? Exactly. So he had snapped, you know, like screenshotted the text messages and then had printed them out. So he had a binder full of all these text messages. He had a binder of messages that were text to him. Yes. How did he explain this to you? Well, he said the reason was someone had sent him a CD from his ex-wife and it had pictures of her with other people. And then he started going through her phone and then he goes on and on and on about this ex-wife. Then he showed me a picture. I looked like her. You looked like her. That's what this was about. Yes. He wanted to dress you in her clothing. Is that what was happening? Yes. Ooh. It got really weird. That is creepy. Very creepy. Did you see any signs of this after your first date or while you were at the wedding? Not at all. Just like I said really nice guy, perfect gentleman. 
you know, get the door, you know, pay for everything. I mean, he was just a really, really nice guy, but just wanted to be in control. And the scriptures, I mean, I would get scriptures in the morning. I would get them in the afternoon. I would get them in the evening. Yeah, it was a little overwhelming. Oh my goodness. Tabitha, what did you do? What'd you say? I said, I'm going to have to call the mutual friend and see if I can find out a little bit more information on him. And so I called him and he said, yes, he had a really bad breakup and divorce with the ex-wife. She had cheated on him. And so him sending me scriptures and keeping up with me every day was just to make sure that it didn't happen to him again. That was the end of the relationship. How did you end it with him? So I texted him and told him that we needed to talk. We set up a time to talk on the phone. And I told him that we're going to have to go our separate ways, that he's really religious and I'm not. And I don't want to take it any further. I didn't want to tell him that I was creeped out, but I just wanted to see what his response would be. And then all of a sudden he was like, oh, come get all your things from my house. Your things uh-huh. from his house. Right. What and things so I had did left, you I had left like a pair of shoes and probably like a little overnight bag. And he wanted me to come get them immediately. Did you? I did. And so when I get there, he has like a entourage of guys at his house. People I've never met or never even heard of. Like he was going to need these people to protect him from me. Were these men standing outside his house? They were inside the house. But when I called to tell him I was there, they came out with him like they were his bodyguards. Oh my goodness. It just got creepy. It's just so over the top. Yes. And then later I found out that the ex-wife had jumped on him. And so he was frightened. He Like thought, I was going to do the same to him. He thought that you were going to tackle him? Yes. It was completely weird. What did the guys with him say? Were they, they apologetic or they what? They didn't say anything. They didn't say anything. Once I told him I was outside, I told him, just bring my things to the car. He brought him in and he was like, you know, I really care about you. And I said, I, I wish you the best. And I drove off. Did you ever hear from him again? Never. I never heard from him again. And so our mutual friend is also religious. He's a deacon in the church. And he kept asking me, he said, has he checked on you, you know, since you guys have broken up? I said, not one day. Tell me, what did you learn from this saga? Because it was a saga. You really need to find out how the last situation ended with someone. The mutual friend He said his wife had told him not to fix me up with him after the fact. She kept telling her husband, don't connect those two. That's a girl that you've been friends with for a long time. Really nice girl. Don't fix him up with her. So maybe another lesson, if a man is setting you up, ask him what the woman in his life yes thinks of it oh yes what do you think is that i definitely would you'd suggest and i've known the wife you know all the same years that i've known him and i should have reached out to her just to get her opinion right and then i probably could have avoided all of that craziness that was a lot of craziness Mm -hmm. it didn't stop you from continuing in the dating world did it no it did not it just made me a little bit more curious about their previous relationships and i don't normally ask about previous because we're working on current. I think men handle breakups and situations a little different than we do. All right. Wow. Well, Tabitha, thank you for sharing that tale. And I'm so glad that it ended 
in such a way that you were fine yes. and safe yes. and able to just move on with your life. Yes. And I you have. have. Yes, I and have. And you have. Mm-hmm. So bravo. Thank you for being on the podcast. You're very welcome. Thanks for listening to this episode. If you have your own take on this story, head on over to firststatestories.com and leave a comment. While you're there, check out the articles about celebrating singledom and dating in midlife. First Date Stories provides inspiration, camaraderie, and support for single, divorced, and widowed women in their late 30s, 40s, 50s, and beyond. While you're on the website, you can also tell us about a memorable first date that you've been on by popping on over to the share section of our site. We are always up for a good story, and we may invite you to be a guest on a future show. We also have a bi-weekly newsletter. If you haven't subscribed to this podcast, you'll find us at iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also connect with us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest. And now for a quick run-through of the legalese. This podcast is for general information and entertainment purposes only and is not intended as professional advice for our listeners. We suggest that you always consult with your own personal coaches and advisors. First Aid Stories does not recommend or endorse or object to the views or topics expressed on this podcast. Also, the names of the guests are changed for privacy purposes. This podcast is produced and edited by Kim Poletti and Lisa Gray of Sound Mind Productions and is brought to you by Espoir Ventures. First Aid Stories is here to help you be your best you to cheer you on and to keep you going on first dates because beyond your next first date may be the long-term love you're seeking.